Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk. All I know is sports. DT Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk. All I know is sports, yeah. DT Sports Talk. Yeah, go with no sports. Skin. Touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2 3. Hustle hard like Nipsey. Bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey. In the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up. I'm an Aries. I ram it. Chilling in the clouds with some angels. I'm in Los Angeles. Run through it. I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry. Yeah. I'll forever be legendary, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K, the K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name, man I'm cold like Lambo, it get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar, either you going home or going hard, this sports talk with DC. No sleep. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy ESPN from the hood, a.k.a. LeVar Ball from Yacht better known as Sports Talk DT, and I'm live with another episode on IFM Sports Nation, and I'm with my main man, Mr. No Flaw Shaw, Mr. Reggie Shaw. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. Appreciate you for having me. Man, it's an awesome uh, pleasure for you to be on the show tonight. And I got my main man, my co-host, Sports Talk Day. What's good, Sports Talk? Sports Talk DT. What's going on, uh, Slay? You all right, brother? Everything is good, man. Things are looking up. I'm a little more upbeat from last week. Um, just had uh, just uh, got my other brother married off, so now they back down in Houston living the married life, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna smell these roses while I still can. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, buddy. Hey man, so hey, so uh, you ain't gonna introduce me? What's up, BT? Oh man, man, you gotta introduce the main man. And I, got I thought you were going to say the best man, player. I got the man in charge on the line, man. Rolo Solo Dolo, man. He is the host of the Relax and Relate Show. That appears on IFM Radio Nation every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday nights. What's good, Solo? Man, what's nothing, man. In her trying to uh, dry my tears from this uh, sweep that we had for the Nuggets. But anyway, we got Mr. Reginald Shaw today, man. Hey, we can't. Hey, I'm like Djokovic, man. Hey, I want to punch something out. Let's let's talk about this boxing. Let's talk about hey, Rolo. Rolo, I hate to tell you, brother, but that looked inevitable from game two, brother. That looked inevitable from game two. But y'all will be back. Y'all will bounce back. But right now, now is the time. CP3 about to get that ring. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool, man. So we're going to keep the show rocking and rolling, man. So Reggie, man, so talk to me, man. We're, we're, uh, you got your big boxing debut coming up this weekend, man. What's what's going on with that? Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, this is gonna be this is not my debut. Actually, this is gonna be my first fight back because in the last year in February I had my first fight. I won, but I had dislocated my arm, 
And then uh, I like later took an MRI and found out that I had a torn labrum. So like I was still fighting in because I ain't know, but I kept feeling like this pulling little pain. So then before the Golden Gloves had started in Detroit, I was gonna come back home and fight because like I moved down to Missouri and I was supposed to fight in the Golden Gloves in Detroit, but I ended up getting an MRI and seeing that it was torn. So then I had surgery in uh, December on December 29th of 2020, and then just been. Uh, and recovery ever since then, for real. And I finally got cleared in April to fight. And now, yeah, this is going to be my first fight back, though. Oh, so you've been in rehab mode. Wow, wow, wow. So who so who, who you boxing this weekend? Yeah, I've been in rehab mode. Um, I forget I forget his name. I think it's like Patrick Fry. His name is Patrick Fry? Yeah, that's his name. Oh, what weight class are you in? Uh, this this weight we fighting at a catch weight because um, I really don't know why they put it at a catch weight, but this is gonna be a light heavyweight catch weight fight. But once I turn professional, I only got three more fights left, and I'm gonna turn professional. I'll be fighting at super middleweight at 168. Okay, wow. So you garnered the name No Flaw Shaw. Talk to me about that. Mm, I mean, cause really, like we just came up with the name because like. As fast as I was progressing in the in the sport and just progressing with my coach training, you know, we end up coming up with the name because, like you said, when I played when I was playing basketball, and my last name was Williams, I was actually a junior, but I ended up switching my name to Shaw after my mom's side of the family, and then like the coaches was just like, man, like we really can't find no flaws in, in this dude boxing game, like because because I'm so long and I'm able to jab and and stay at bay. So they like, man, this man really ain't got like. Ain't got no flaws. We can't find nothing. And they just had a ring, so I like the way it sounds. I say, yeah, just call. I'm like, just call me no flaw from here on out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, once again, this is Sports Talk with DT and Dave on IFM Sports Nation. We are live with Mr. Reggie, no flaw Shaw. So Reggie, so talk to me, man. Uh, what is the the daily workout of a boxer? Oh, man. So, well, in the mornings, I get up and work out at 5 a.m. I go run a couple miles. And then by the time my miles are done, I come back, eat breakfast. Then I go work out with my coach at 930. And then I come back home, rest, you know, rehydrate. And then I um, go back at 4 o'clock and work out from about 4 to about 7. And that's in the second session, I do more sparring, you know, and in the first session at, at 9 a.m., it's more technical, hitting the bag, just kind of getting loose, getting ready for the night. But it just all – it always depends on what, like, what's, what's going on. Like, right now I'm in camp, and I've been in camp for, like, the past months because I had a fight coming up. So I've been twice a day, everything been intense. Sometimes I spar twice a day in the morning and at night, and then, you know, you got to cut for weight. So right now everything crucial. I've been running five miles in the morning and five at night. Since my fight comes up this weekend, I'm I'm at the weight. I'm just really cruising now, just just staying loose. You know what I'm saying? Stretching, running two three miles a day. So well, what, why can I change from Go ahead, go ahead, sports talk. Hey Reggie, let me ask you this. Um, what, mm-hmm. I heard you say eating breakfast and stuff like that. Are you uh? Are you making up your own meals, or does your coach uh, tell you basically stay within these guidelines? Or how does a meal, how does your meal prep go for in training, in, uh, like coming up, like you got a uh, fight this weekend, compared to 
okay, I got a, I got a fight maybe three months away. How does does the does the eating habits change or does the diet change? What, what talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I mean it changes dramatically because, like I said, it all depends on like how much weight you can cut and like what your body fat percentage is. And like me, I'm already like a tall, lanky dude, so like my metabolism high, so I can't lose too much weight without me really just being a skeleton. You know what I'm saying? So like my coach keep me on a tight thing where I eat carbs, so he balked me up first with, like, all type of steak, you know, chicken, like, a lot of protein, rice, stuff that's sick to me, and then he'll cut me down. But it's strict during camp. But, like, when you, I mean, like, if you don't have a fight, I mean, really the smart thing to do was to be – is to stay in shape year-round because you never know when your call could come. You know what I'm saying? Like, a champion could be, you know what I'm saying, fighting, like, the number seven contender just, you know, to, to stay active because all the other fighters busy. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you might think that you off, but you might get a call then. Like, yo, we got a title shot for you. You know, it's just, it's just like in any given day. So I would say you, you really need to stay on your regimen. And I'm I'm disciplined, okay. so I stay on mine. I'm healthy, like, all year round. So I'd be fine. I'd be close to fight weight every, like, all year. I'm only about, like, seven seven pounds away from my fight weight, like, all year round. Okay, okay. And that's easy to cut for you, seven pounds. If need be. Yeah, that's real easy. I could do that in one week, in three days. Okay. Really. Okay. Yeah. That's all I had, DT. Hey, so Reggie, so why the switch from basketball to boxing? Um, it was just a switch because, like, with basketball, I just was getting like I was getting tired of hooping because I've been hooping since I was like seven years old. And I mean, I'm not going to say tired because I still got love for the game, but it's just more so like with the politics and everything I was dealing with at the time. I was like, man, I need to, you know what I'm saying, find something else because I kept finding myself like at that like at that point where I was really, really close to making it, like to the G League, you know, and I played overseas. So, you know what I'm saying, I got, the, I got a little bit of exposure for that. But, I mean, I was really just itching towards like staying home, you know, because like my older brother as well when I was overseas, and he got into a tragedy where he had got shot in the head. So I had to immediately leave and come home because I have a small family. It's just me, my mom, my brother, and my uncle, as far as my immediate family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, my dad lived out of state and his side of the family lived out of state. And a couple of them in Detroit still. But, I mean, y'all know how It's just with your immediate family. So I had to be there for my mom as well as be there for him because he was in a coma for some time. So I had to, like, rush and come home and – at that point, I'm like, man, it's, it'd be too much going on. So I really need to just stay home and be close with my family. And another thing is that, like, boxing is, like, the one thing that somebody can do. And, like, everything is in your hands. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I go out there 20 fights and knock out 20, you know what I'm saying, 20 knockouts in a row, like, it's all on me and my worth ethic. As far as basketball, you can't control if the ball going to fall or if your teammates going to come play tonight. So, I just want to go with the with the individual sport. Okay, okay. So, how big of an inspiration has your mother been to you in boxing? Uh, my mom has been the biggest inspiration to me because no matter what I do, she gonna always stick by me. So, that's big. That she, you know she be standing by my side, pushing me through that, and as well as I just want to make it. You know what I'm saying? So my moms can be out the hood for real. So. That's like, you know, one of the main things, on, like chips on my shoulder that keep me going. How supportive is, is your mom in boxing compared to you playing basketball? 
Uh, she's equally, she's equally supportive, <laughs> but she's funny because uh, like my fight this weekend, she keeps like she went to the Mayweather fight, so she was she was calling me all weekend, you know, like showing the flipping the camera, showing Mayweather walk out and stuff, and she was just like, oh, somebody hit my baby, like <laughs> I'm getting in that ring. I just be told like you gotta relax, like it's fighting, like of course I'm gonna get hit, but but just know like mm-hmm. I'm gonna handle mine, like I'm gonna be good. But she's equally supportive though. Cause it don't matter what she I, I can be. She probably tried to channel the Mayweather for you. My baby yeah, was still she was. <laughs> she was out there trying to, trying to trying to get me some recruiting action going on. Hey, that's hey, that's a beautiful thing, man. You know, you never know. Like you said, you never know. Mom may talk you into an opportunity of a lifetime. No, that's definitely true. Hey, so Red, so. I wanted to I want to change it all the way up, man. What were your thoughts on uh Floyd Mayweather fighting Mr. Logan Carter? Uh, like to be honest, I'm not really too much a fan of like the the YouTube boxing thing because like the way I got into boxing, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom told me and like I have an uncle that boxed professional out of Detroit. His name uh Leo Paco Nolan. And, like, I know that, like, boxing ain't no game. So, like, when you step in that ring, it's serious. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like those Logan Pauls and Jake Pauls and them dudes, like, they just out there doing that stuff for the money. Like, it's entertainment. But to me, it's not entertaining because somebody could get hurt for real. And I'm kind of disappointed in Floyd for real because with somebody talking all that junk, like, I mean, I know he's, like, dramatically smaller, but I really wanted him to knock Logan out so he know, like, you know, this ain't no joke. Like, you can't just – come hop in the ring with Floyd, you know what I'm saying, and, and not really just get beat up. Hey, so Mr. Ricky Hatton, who recently – well, he it wasn't a recent fought with Floyd, but you remember when he fought Floyd uh, Mayweather years back. You know, he made yeah. his comments after the Logan Paul fight and said that it was a disgrace to boxing and that that particular match shouldn't have never happened. Why do you feel as if that this is the way that boxing is headed to uh, these days? I mean, it is because, I mean, like, Floyd said it the best. Like, that's what he said. I never disrespect Floyd or nothing. So that's why, like, I get his side of it. But from the side of it of people who not really marketing geniuses, like, they not going to understand. So it's going in that direction because, for example, like, Floyd is in shape, right? So, like, with him being able to go out there and still do rounds, his whole pitch at it was this. He was like, why would I go out there with a young and up-and-coming superstar that, you know what I'm saying, that has that has nothing to lose but all the gain and, like, he's explosive, they're young. Like, why would I go take a fight like that for $5 million where I can go beat up on his YouTube kid for $100 million? You know what I'm saying? Like, so in that in that point, I get it, but I feel like it's, it's just going in that direction with Floyd in terms of him being able to market, you know, because he's a, he's a businessman, so that's just what he do. All right, so we got Mike Tyson. We got Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis on Labor Day weekend. Uh, who you like in that matchup and why? Uh, I like Tyson because I feel like you can you can never go against Tyson. That man' power is just is just ridiculous for real. Even at his old age, like you see him hitting the pads. The, yeah, but is Lennox just about as powerful as Mike, or you think he's lost I mean, a little I bit? I mean. I feel you know, like back in the day, Lennox Lewis' power was, was was right there with Mike. 
Yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he for sure up there. But to be honest, I ain't seen too much of Lennox like now that he older. You know, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's because you know he didn't have as much. You know, what I'm saying like fans is Mike. Not saying he didn't have fans, but you know, everybody know Mike Tyson. When you think of boxing, you just always gonna think Muhammad Ali. You know, Tyson, guys like that. When you first hear boxing, absolutely, absolutely. And so, if you could box, if you had the chance to get in the ring with one boxer, who would it be? Oh, man, if I had the chance to get in there with one boxer, I mean, you talking about, like, in terms of, like, ain't, like, any boxer at all? Any boxer in the whole wide world. If there was one boxer that you had a chance to get in the ring with, who would it be? Uh, I'd get in the ring with, um, with, with, with his name, Archer Betterbees. Archer Betterbees, all right, Yeah, I would get in the ring with him. Tomorrow, if I could. <laughs> well, why did you choose him? Oh, uh, because he got the most belts in my division right now. Oh, oh so, so this is a potential. This is a potential matchup that could potential we could see down the line, there, huh? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be. It's definitely gonna be down there, down the lines for sure. Well, Dennis, me and you got to make sure we there to call that. You heard it here first. You got to make sure we there and call that. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. I got to get him, man, so I can be the unified champ. Hey, so, hey, so Reggie, um, has has your coaches like really just straight up just pushed you to to be where you are, or or is that just your own personal driven uh, dedication to be great? Uh, it's both because like I already got like I've had that mentality with with basketball with just anything in life like I don't like losing in nothing like I don't like losing in no video games no matter what the game is no matter if I'm playing tennis or golf like I'm super competitive so like my my mindset is already like easy for a coach to work with so I feel like the coach really just there you know what I'm saying to patch up some things and just push me because you know you can only be so motivating to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But it's always better when somebody pushing you. Man, so I've been watching I've been watching a lot of your videos, man, and your uppercut is something vicious, man. What, what, what would you say is one of your best moves that you like to go to without saying so much on the hair because you never know who's listening, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, and I really like my uppercut too, because like the fact that I'm so long, like I'll be I'll be jabbing, keeping guys back from distance, but when you like if you do get in close, because I mean it's just gonna happen. Like some some dudes is gonna be so conditioned, you know they gonna be they gonna be getting in there. But definitely that's my favorite punch because if you get in there, I'm, I'm gonna make you pay though. And sometimes I allow guys to get in there just just to make you pay with that uppercut, and then you follow up with a left hook. And then hey, I don't know if they if they can make it past that. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, man, you move. You move kind of quick on in, in all of your videos, man. If I was a boxer, man, I wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't wanna go three rounds with you, man. But uh, you know, I, we're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that to the professionals that uh, that is their market. So um, who if there was a boxer that you say that you kind of patent your game master or patent your style after Reggie, who is that? Who who is that one boxer? Um, I tried to um, 
I try to pattern my game after Errol Spence. Wow. That's my man. Why yeah. you why you chose Spence? Cause Errol just different for real. He just he a monster and he just a freak for his like for his size and the division and I feel like it's real equal to me. So yeah, it'd be it'd either be him or the or one of the Charlo twins, the big twin, Jamal. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was just thinking uh, about Charlo. Why you didn't? Why? Why? Why not him? Because I mean, when I no, look he, at he, when I look at the big twin, I look at when I look at your um, your frame. You know, you guys kind of kind of got that same kind of tall stamina. Yeah, no, I like him. That's one of my favorite fighters too. But you know, what I'm saying I'd be trying to be cool on it because potentially that could be a fight in the future too. Because like right now he at one sixty eight. And, like, that's what I'm going to fight at, 168, 175 when I go pro. And, actually, no, currently he at 160. My fault, I'm wrong. So, but he's he going to move up to 168 because I'm pretty sure he's trying to fight Canelo. You know, everybody's trying to get that Canelo fight. That's a big payday. But he just recently came out with an interview and, and said how he chased Canelo up to middleweight because, you know, he was a junior middleweight. Then he went to middleweight. Right. Yeah, so now he had middleweight. So he, he on the ch- like he on the prowl to chase Canelo. You know what I'm saying? I respect it, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, do too much because, like, potentially that could be a fight, too. Because, to be honest, I think he's the only one who could beat Canelo, to be to be real. Is that right? Yeah, he. I think he's the only one. He he legit got the best jab in boxing. Like, it's, though, nobody got a better jab than him in boxing, period. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. He started <laughs> You get no lies. Hey, I agree with you 100%. Hey, so since you've been boxing no flaw, has there been um, some coaches that have, uh, shall I say, been a little bit more instrumental to your life than others? Well, you said, well, I missed the last part. What did you say? I said, have since you've been boxing, have there been some instrumental coaches that you have met? Um, I mean, not yet. I've met a couple. Well, I know you know who L.J. Harris Harrison is. Uh huh. I said, do you know who L.J. Harris is? Oh yes, L.J. Yes. Yeah. So I met L.J. You know, I met like the whole super bad team because every time I come into town, I go up there and train with L.J. You know, he he makes me feel at home because I was actually supposed to move back to Detroit. Because, you know, Detroit is, like, one of the meccas of boxing, so I was supposed to move back. But, yeah, like, so I met I met him so far. And really that's just it because I was hurt this past year, so I didn't really get to get out. You know, with COVID going on, I didn't really get to get out. I was just really staying in, trying to not get sick. But with boxing picking up now, I'm sure I'm going to run into some coaches. And so how did COVID-19 affect the way that you approached the game? Uh, I mean, it affected me bad because, like, at, when it first hit, like, I had, like, like uh, I had, at that time is when I initially got hurt was last February. So, when I got hurt, like, I was doing therapy. And because COVID hit and I didn't have surgery at the time last year, so, like, around mm-hmm. March when it hit or April or whatever, I couldn't, like, legally I couldn't do therapy because they was only allowing therapy for those who had recent surgery. So I literally got kicked out of therapy, and it just put a damper on me. You know what I'm saying? Like getting well, 
that much longer. Wow. And listen, so we got to pay some bills real quick, and we're going to be right back with more with No Flaw Sean. We're going all the way to Texas with my man Mo3. Let's go outside. We'll be right back on more with Sports Talk with DT and Dave. Let's go. They scared to come outside Tell the boys they better pray Tell the boys they out the way Tell them ain't nobody safe On my mama on my game We gon' put it in their face yeah. They scared to come outside Niggas know we seven nine day God know I'm stepping out with later Church up in my face, it's good to know, right? I told God he gotta forgive me, I'm in pain, oh Get down on my knees when I'm in pain, oh Tired of the rain on my name I need blood on my knees, oh Jesus, please Can you feel my knees, yeah? Tired of fucking up, I'm in the streets, yeah Tryna take the weight, it's hurt inside of me You got to come outside Yo, 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 
It's your boy Sports Talk DT, and I'm back with Mr. No Flaw Shaw right here on IFM Sports Nation. I got my main man, Sports Talk D-Boy, on the line. What's good, Sports Talk D-Boy? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, bro? How y'all fellas doing? What's good, man? I got my man, Sports Talk Dave, on the line. What's good, Sports Talk Dave? What's poppin', D-Boy? What's going on? Yes, yes. Nothing much. How you brothers doing? Man, I got Mr. No Flaw Shaw on the line. What's good, No Flaw? What's up? How you doing? Man, hey, good, how's it going, good. brother Shaw? Hey, man. So hey, actually, we're gonna let we're gonna let Mr. We're gonna let Mr. Sports Talk D Boy lead the second half of this interview. So go ahead, Sports Talk D. Hey, hey, hey! Another day. How you doing, brother Shaw? I'm doing good. Appreciate appreciate you for having me. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm glad you were able to come on and stuff. So, as again, like all, like all, like all fans, I got fan questions. All right, I'm ready. And, for um, good, good, good. So, in one of your in one of your matches, the toughest one that you feel that was the toughest one to you, but you didn't let it show. What was going through your mind? Well, well, I like well, it was it wasn't even a match. It was just a it well, it was a sparring. So like when I came to Detroit a couple months ago, when I had just got clear, I was out of shape, and I had like I had been training, but like it was like back and forth because I didn't know if I had a fight coming up. So I was still like just bouncing back off the surgery, and I ended up sparring this, this one dude, the super bad gym. And, like, we was going good. We was working and everything. But I ain't going to lie, he landed a right hand. And it was more so, like, I was rusty from me, like, not being in the ring. But dude, definitely a good fighter, though. So I ain't saying like that. But, man, he hit me with a right hand. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Like, in my head, I was just like, man, like, I was like, you got to survive the round. Like, I just kept in my head, you got to keep fighting. I was like, you got to kill me. That's the first thing I said. And I, and I actually said it out loud. I'm like, you have to kill me. And it was just a sparring match, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fighting, so it's competitive. But that's the first thing popped in my head. Like, you're going to have to kill me before I, before I lay down. Right, right, right. Awesome, awesome. So, so at that moment, before, at that moment, at, at that moment of truth, and you start to recover back from yourself, what was the first mm-hmm. thing that you thought to yourself, like, I need to work on this, because there was no reason I should feel – I. There was no reason that this should have happened. Yeah. Um, but the so first like, thing you was like, I, "This, I'm rusty in this department in this area." What was the first yeah, thing that was, came to your mind? Uh, it came to my mind because it was just a, it was just a, a amateur mistake that I made because before I got hurt, I was like fixing that, but you know, like the success was going up fast, so like everything happened so quick when I got hurt. But like it, it was like when you, so when you boxing. You don't never want to just pull your head straight back. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't never want to stay on the same like same line when you fight. It has to be head movement, and you always got to pivot. But the specific time when I got hit, you know, I went back to my old ways. And like when he fainted at me, like I bit off the faint and I just pulled my head straight back. And you know, like it's a habit too because I'm tall. Like I'm six six. But you know, anybody that I fight, they're not gonna be of my height in my class. And, like, I just made that mistake by pulling my head straight back. And then as soon as I popped it back up, like, that's when he hit me. Right. Oh, yeah. Just because right, he was a little rusty. 
We're going to go to the phone lines really, really quick. I got Miss Adrian on the line. She want to call and talk to Reggie Shaw. Hey, Adrian, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead and talk to Reggie. Well, uh, uh, thanks for calling Sports Talk. No, with no, Day no. I just want to tell you, baby, I just want to tell you congratulations. I'm proud of you. I love you. Do your thing. Love you. Keep uh-huh. reaching for the stars, baby. You got this. We behind you 100%. This is family on here. Yes, sir. Representing Detroit. Appreciate that, Auntie. Yes, I love you, too. Okay, baby. Yes, sir. Skirtation. <laughs> love you. <laughs> All right, love y'all too. Now that's definitely family support right there. Hey, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. So, 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 no flaw sauce. So you see who you got to do it for, right? Got to do it for the yeah, people. Definitely. Most definitely, most definitely, you know, number for yourself is always number one. But you see, you got a lot of fans and family that's depending on you too. They don't. They just want to mm-hmm. see you win for yourself, right? Yeah, they want to see me win for myself. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, you know, like, um, you know, we rooting for you too, no flaw sauce. The sports, the sports type family, you know, we 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 got your back too. We want to see you win too, you know. That's that's ultimate success. Appreciate so, that. No, no problem, no problem. The fans. The fans hey, listen, always we're going, right, hey, listen, we're going right back to the we're going right back to the phone lines. I got Darius on the line. Uh, Darius, you're live with Sports Talk on DT today. What's going on? Hello, what's going on, fam? What's going on, man? You're live with Sports Talk on DT and Dave. Yeah, I was just calling this. You know, this D Wheels from Detroit all the way down in Atlanta. I just let you know we gonna hold you down all the way in Atlanta from Detroit and everything, bro. Keep on doing what you're doing. We got you. You already know. Back from Pee Wee all the way back to Local Ball Show. We got you, fam. Appreciate that. See you back. Appreciate that. you still there? See. See that. Yeah, we. Hey Darius, go ahead. Go ahead and talk to Reggie. You live? He can hear you. Oh, okay, okay. Yo, I was waiting for him to respond. You know, man. I just wanted to make sure you know what I'm saying everything was good with the match coming up and everything. Oh, I appreciate that, bro. Thanks for calling and thanks for the support. You know, man. You know we got you always, man. I want you to stay on your hustle and keep up with everything. Congratulations on the new fan we got and everything. But you know, it's 100. I appreciate it. I'm going to talk to you soon. All right, fam. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, all right, all right. So it looks like No Flaw Shark got his support around the United States of America. They're clicking the line right now. You can call, actually call the phone lines. The phone lines is open, 515-605-9898. Once again, 515-605-9898. You can call and talk to No Flaw Shaw right now. Right here on IFM Sports Nation, Sports Talk D-Boy. Oh, yes. So, I, as, as another fan, how does it feel that, you know, to have people call in and, 
you know, to get you type of support like that, want to see you win? Uh, it mean, it means a lot, honestly, because uh, boxing is like a, a lonely man sport for real. So all the support and everything, it just keep me going forward and, you know what I'm saying, keep my head on the right path and stuff like that. To see that I got so much people that care about me and they in my corner and they there for me. So, um, so like, like times like this and like, um, times right before the fight, do you feel like, okay, two questions. Do you feel like, um, you have pressure to, um, you know, like to try to do good for, for the people or do, or do you, what, what is that feeling? What what type of pressure is the feeling that you have right before the fight? Is you thinking about the people you got to do it for, or only thing on your mind is just going in to destroy? Um, I mean, yeah. So like, just for me, like the way I am, I put in work, and like I'm a dog, you know what I'm saying. So I got that mentality, and I always say that like I'm from Detroit, so I'm built for tough. So like that's the, that's the main thing I think about. So I don't be having no. You know, I don't be having no type of pressures. I put in so much work, like, you know what I'm saying? It just come, it just becomes, like, at that point when the fight comes, it, it's just trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's really just sparring with the lights on. It's just trying to transfer everything over, which is easy to do because, you know what I'm saying, I've been, I've been working hard the whole time at it. So it's like at that point, I've been putting in all this hard work. Like, I, I got to run through you. Like, I got to punish you at the end of the day. <laughs> Okay, we're going right back to the phone lines. I got my man, Robert. He is on the awesome. line. He want to talk to No Flaw Sharp. Robert, you're live with, on Sports Talk with DT and Dave. Go ahead. What's, what's going on? What's going on, what's going on? What's up? What's going on, Rob? What's going on, man? You ready to get in that ring? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get in there and get the job done. I'm 100% with you, man. I think you got what it takes. You work hard at everything you do. You never give up. So I know 100% you got it, man. For sure. I appreciate that, cuz. Thanks for all the support. And, you know, I'm definitely going to go out there and get the, get the dub for you. Yes, yes, yes. I want to come and see that happen. I will be there. Okay, for sure. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Michael I got you. All right, all right, all right. Much, much love. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay. So, Mr. No Frost Shaw, so, like, I know it's no time soon. But uh, have, like, what is the thoughts of like when you end? Like, what is all your achievements that you that you plan to? Uh, what is all the goals that you plan to achieve? Mm-hmm. So, as far as the sport of boxing, like, my plans are really to just, you know, what I'm saying, like, dominate through two divisions. Like, what, like, the two divisions that I'm that I'm mainly focused on now is I'm gonna try to get my way, like I said, to 168. And then once, then I'm gonna do that's super middleweight. Then I'm gonna do uh, 170, 175 at light heavyweight. And then potentially, like I just want to be, you know, what I'm saying, just the best boxer I can be. Leave it out there. I potentially want to be able to get, be able to be undisputed at each, at each division, which is super middleweight, light heavyweight, cruiserweight, and heavyweight. 
so I could be a four-time, you know, four-division champion. But I want to be undisputed, meaning like I want every belt at that weight class. Yeah, awesome, awesome. That's great. And high achievements. And I believe you can do it as long as you keep your head to it, you know? No distractions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah appreciate it. I'm going to definitely, I'm definitely make no flaw short for real, for real. You win every single belt? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't leave, I don't want to leave no trophies on the shelf. I want it all. I want all the gold. Exactly. Hey. Have a full resume. Hey. hey, Reg, now we can talk about that shoe deal now, huh, brother? <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're going to have to make it a boxing shoe now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, wait a minute. Would you be the first one to uh, get a shoe deal from boxing? Now, there's a couple guys that got shoe deals. You know, Roy Roy Jones had a shoe deal with uh, Jordan. They had him. He got some Jordan boxing shoes. Uh, Triple G oh, that's got right. some Jordan boxing shoes. It just all depends on, like, who you who you sponsor by. Like, you know, certain companies like yeah. Everlast. You know, just basically all the same ones. That, like, even the basketball ones, like Under Armour, they got guys like Canelo, Anthony Joshua. It just depends, you know, how marketable you are. But those guys be getting custom-made boxing stuff. That's like particularly just for them. Right, right. That's that's a little bit different from um, you you having a uh, a brand that where everyone can get, you know, yeah. like like yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. So, DT, you have any questions for brothers? For sure. Hey, so hey, so no flaws. So, what is your your message to the next up, uh, upcoming boxer out of Detroit? Um, I would just say just work as hard as you can and dedicate all your time into the gym and stay focused. Don't worry about nothing else. Just put your head down and keep working, keep grinding. Okay. Uh, no flaws, Shaw. Quick question. What was, what, to you, what was your heart uh, up to this point? What was your breaking point where you um, felt like? Yeah, what you know that like man make you want to like reconsider or like why is this taking this so long? What was your what was your hardest road, your hardest path? Really, it was two things. It was the injury because like right right when I started getting the technique down, you know what I'm saying like become like getting in my best shape possible. And it's like for me to win a fight and get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of just threw me for a loop because it's like, man, like how can you win the fight? Like I didn't take no damage like at all. Like I didn't get hit. I got three standing eight counts in the first round, you know what I'm saying? Like clearly won. And it was just like to me it was crazy. I'm like, man, I'm over here laid up in the hospital, but but I won. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't hit me, but he get to walk away, you know what I'm saying, with just a busted nose and bruise on his head. It was that moment because I was I was becoming like I felt like I was becoming it to my own like I was finally getting it like how to catch punches, flip punches, look at punches and stuff. So when I got hurt, it's like I just knew it threw me back because like at that point, you know what I'm saying like I was starting to execute my plan like I was going to going to tournaments, you know what I'm saying, trying to capture titles and stuff like that. But when that one thing happened, it just put a bump in the road and it made me think like man, like how good can you really be, you know? Because Cause your shoulder can slip out any any fight, you know what I'm saying? Any sparring match, so it was just real hard to get to get past that. 
at first because I had to be out for six months. Whoa. Whoa. Was it a long recovery? You said six months. So, like, so like, um, did you lift – do, did you lift a lot of weights to to rehabilitate your shoulder back, or it was more other things that you had to do? Yeah, no, it was it was actually like no weights at all for real until I got into like the very last phase. So out of the whole six months, the first four months, I was literally doing mm-hmm. all all things for like stability. Like I was doing push ups. Like I had to start doing push ups like incline. Like I had to be up against the wall or something. You know what I'm saying? Like because it, it was little to no pressure. Like I would literally be standing on my two feet doing push ups on the wall. Right. And then right. I graduated to you know like putting my putting my feet in the chair. It was like everything was assisted. And like at a certain point, like it, that's what I'm saying. Like it was just so frustrating because like I'm used to working out being strong. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't even do one pull up. Like when the injury first happened, like I couldn't even do a any type of basketball, shooting motion, dunking, or I, I couldn't do none of that. So it was just hard to think, like, man, like, I really can't, like, go – right, I can't lift my right hand right above my head. Wow. I mean, you know, I I, um, I kind of understand the feeling because uh, last year I broke my wrist. And um, and, and the, therapy, the therapist and the doctor say it's going to take a full year to recover. And – you know, I'm about almost at the year mark, and I still feel uncomfortable. Now I, I kind of think it's just a mind thing, but I know I still don't have strength in my wrist. So I can just imagine what you went through and how long it, it took for you to uh, get over it. So, um, like, my question to you as a as a uh, person on the IR list, on the injury reserve list, like, how long did it take for you to get over the, um, the mental thing? Um, like, Really, like, um, to be honest, like, it's in the back of my mind now. Like, I'm over it. It's just kind of like that, that in the back of my head. I'm just hoping, like, man, I hope it don't fall out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope it don't slip out of place. Because what happened is when my, when my arm dislocated, it tried to pop back in. And, you know, like, because it couldn't pop right back in the socket, it, like, hit the end of my arm. So now to hold my arm in is they had to go in there and put three anchors and strings. So, you know, it's just tighter. So, in the back of my mind, I just think, like, man, I hope it don't fall out. But, really, I still just be going hard because, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't let that hold me back. It's like you can't be one of them people who just think, like, oh, you know what I'm saying, this can happen, and then when you fight, you know what I'm saying, you don't leave it all out there. So, I'm like, I'm going to leave it all out there, and what happened, happened. You know what I'm saying? If it's, if right, it's in right, God's right. plans for it to happen, it'll happen. So, I just try to I just try to muscle through it for real. Hey, let me, uh, yeah. let me jump in for a second. Hey, no flaw. You know, I'm going to kind of use a compare and contrast. You know, in basketball, if a person have a serious injury in basketball, being whether they crossed over to the left too hard, crossed over to the right too hard, jumped up with their left, jumped up with their right, whatever the case may be. And after that injury, sometimes they tend to stay away from that move that caused the injury where if I crossed over left, this time I'm going right. So I, uh, mm-hmm. my question is, whatever move, you went to which caused your injury are you afraid to go back to that move again or would you approach it a different way no i'm not afraid to go so i would approach it a different way because at the time like well like that like that's the thing i had to learn because it was like early in my career with that fight i had to just learn that when you got a guy hurt you can't just go at him guns blazing throwing you know and that's what i did and i kind of got stuck in between two punches with how it really happened like i i had him like i had him hurt 
the first two times. And the third time when I went up, like, yeah, you you watch the boxing match. You see, like, when somebody knock them down, when they get up, they immediately run over there. But, you know, like, the guys that's poised, they still take their time. They might hit the body, faint, you do that. But I was just head hunting because I was just – you know what I'm saying? I was in kill mode. I'm like, man, I'm about to just, I'm about to get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm about to get this dude out of there. So I went over here and threw. I tried to throw like a a hook, but in the middle of it, I seen him like put his hand up. So like in the middle of the hook, I tried to like kind of do an overhand, and that's when it it just landed awkward on on top of his forehead and just went like that. But like I still got him with it, but you know what I'm saying? It just still felt awkward. So I'm like, man. But like now looking back at it, I know now. Not to do that. You just got to stay disciplined with your punch. Like, next time I would just hook it and then roll up out of there, to be honest, or just hook and then pivot the other way and jab out. So how do it feel to be uh, a product of one of the biggest boxing cities in the in the entire United States of America? You know, uh, there's only a, a handful of cities that's really known for boxing. And Detroit is one of those cities, you know. So how do you feel to be a product of that? Um, it feels really good because me personally, like, I don't live there now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I potentially want to move back. But, like, I love my city because I feel like everybody just try to shun upon our city. You know what I'm saying? So I really love it and glorify the fact that, you know what I'm saying, something good comes from it. Because every time somebody asks, like, oh, where are you from? I say Detroit. And, like, just outside of boxing, they be like, oh, like if you walking up the street, like, will you just get shot? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of great things that the city has to offer, you know, with boxing being one of them. So I'm just proud to have that, you know what I'm saying, like, on my back, just rocking Detroit on my back. Wow, wow. Hey, man, listen, we are out of time for tonight. Man, we're going to give you a few minutes to give your shout-outs, man. Uh, how can people follow you on social media, Instagram, all of that type of stuff? Uh, go ahead and shout-out anybody you want to. Uh, yeah, I want to first. I want to shout out God because without Him, I wouldn't be nothing, and I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. And really, it's just shout out to to my mom, uh, Latanya Shaw, my grandma Jackie Davis, my auntie Stephanie, my auntie Poobi, my brother Marquis, Mario. Really, everybody, I love y'all. My girlfriend Sydney. And um, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and get that dub. And follow me on Instagram at Real Reggie Shaw. And yeah, that's it. Wow, wow. All right, so hey um real Reggie follow him again. What's that Instagram? What's the hashtag? Uh real Reggie Shaw. Real Reggie Shaw. Real Reggie Shaw Instagram. Do you have a Snapchat? Uh yes, my Snapchat is Swipe of the Fox Four. And I also want to shout y'all out too for, for getting me on the show tonight. Shout out to y'all too. Man, it's all oh, love. Thanks, man. Bro. We go back we go back to the NBS days, man. So it's all good. Hey, uh, Sports Talk Dave, let's go. Well, first of all, special shout outs to the Sports Talk team, Olo Solo Dolo, the man behind the magic, Tina T, the ones and twos, our special guest, No Flaw Shaw. Man, go ahead and get that dub this weekend, brother. We're pulling for you, praying for you, and we will be watching you. Um, my brothers in crime, brothers in talk, boys, the brothers in meeting of the minds, sports talk, uh, D boy, and sports talk, DT. Man, thank y'all very much for this platform, allowing me to be a part of it. 
And I also just want to get on my sports my, my uh, sports soapbox real quick. Everybody, listen, even though that we are starting to open up and go back to a form of normalcy, we will never be back to what we all know as normal. Please make sure that you still keep social distancing. If you can, get the vaccine, but that does not make you immune to this pandemic that is still ongoing. So wear your mask when you can, social distance when you can, and show everybody, you know, be a leader, not a follower. Let, let's lead and, and, and get this and, and beat this pandemic together. That's all I got, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sports Talk D-Boy, what's good? Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, um, um, good luck on your uh, on your next bout, brother. No flaws, sir, and bring it home for the home team. And um, and and good luck on your on, on your on your full journey. And I'd like to give a shout out to ISM Radio. Give a shout out to Tina T on the ones and twos. The number one man, Rolo Solo, and the rest of the IFM family. I want to give a shout out to my uh, my crew, Sports Talk crew, Sports Talk Dave. Hey man, I hope um, you you're doing a little better, bro. And keep your head up. And give a shout out to Sports Talk DT. You know how we do. Last but not least, give a shout out to Mister D Boy himself. And y'all have a good night. Have a- Yo, 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 Have you man, quit shouting I yourself gotta... out? No, <laughs> man, I'm D-Boy. <laughs> and then I definitely want to give a shout-out to my main man, Reggie Shaw, for coming on the show. Uh, the whole IFM team, man, make sure y'all tune into Relax and Relate Show every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. My daughter's Destiny and Demaya, like I do every week. Happy birthday, Destiny. Daddy going to come see you this week. Got a lot of good surprises for you. Uh, NBS Hoop League, man, Michigan, uh, Michigan Heat basketball team tryouts coming up soon, July 10th, Oakland Fieldhouse, Battle Ice 75, July 17th. Man, Reggie, go get the dub, man. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, when you be at MGM, man, just make sure you send the sports talk team out there, man, so we can uh, come support you. And last but not least, Tina T, do me a favor, kick the thing off. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. Sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports. DT Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports Talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports, yeah. DT Sports Talk. Yeah, go we no sports. Touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2 3. Hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey. In the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up. I'm an Aries, I ram it, chillin' in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles. Run through it, I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry. I'll forever be legendary, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K, the K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, 
so they gave the trophy my name. Man, I'm cold like Lambo. It get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar. Either you going home or going hard to sports talk with DC. No sleep.